How are things in uh, South Africa? Um, uh, here we go. Um, here, things are good. We've now hit stage three. So we were at stage five, we're now at stage three. Um, and it's good. We can buy a check I have. We can buy a beer again. So I got beers with me again for the show, which is so much better to just sit and have a, have a, have a cold one. Um, but you couldn't, have, you couldn't buy beer before? We couldn't buy beer, dude. Wow. Yeah. Al- alcohol, um, and oh, I-, I don't smoke, but alcohol and cigarettes have been banned for like two months, two and a half months. Really? Yeah, dude, people were desperate. But like, I know. It was, I've it's been, been the opposite here. Like, uh, alcohol and weed sales, because weed is legal. So, especially in uh, LA, like, weed sales are going up like crazy. Like, uh, is weed legal in LA? Yeah. I don't even know that. You could smoke on the street next to a cop. Wow. It's fully legal. Yeah. Like my apartment complex, like it's bad, but like it's normal. You smell weed everywhere you go. Like if you don't smoke, I don't, really sm- I don't smoke weed, but if you don't smoke weed in LA, you're the rare, like you're, you're not normal. Everybody wow. has it's, like, it's just part of like the culture, part of everything, man. That because I I I saw that in Vancouver, um, yeah, yeah. Everyone is fully legal too. Yeah, everyone is like every, people in their lunch breaks, yeah. Like at work, or like rolling and smoking a joint. I was like, I yeah. I I can't imagine doing that. I'm dude. I'm again. Yeah, I'm I I can't smoke weed. It gives me the worst anxiety. Um, yeah, I'm not good on that stuff. Um, if I was, probably would to be honest. I know a lot of people that benefit off that stuff, but. For yeah. me, it just doesn't seem to fly. Um, yeah. But shout out to everyone that does smoke weed. Do your thing. Enjoy. Like, do whatever yeah, you want no, kind so of thing, you know? It's been the opposite here. It's like alcohol sales. I mean, drugs. Every Everything's just up, like through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I guess it's... I, I don't know why we did ours this way. No one can really put their finger on why... There was no alcohol sales, except for maybe the fact that it encourages socializing in some way. Um, But even so, like, I don't think that's a good enough excuse that it encourages something. I mean, the car parked in my driveway encourages socializing because I just jump in that and drive somewhere. Like, you know, is that the stupid game we're going to play here? But anyway, so we can now buy beer. We can now buy alcohol. Um, I don't know if we can go to the beach yet, but there have been people yeah. out surfing again, which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, yeah. So still you really still have a curfew? You we don't. Like a- we don't have a cur- curfew, but we have to wear masks, um, which I, I think you have to wear there as well. Um, Only like in stores and stuff. Yeah. So most stores. Okay. Yeah. If they see you without a mask, you're in trouble. Really? Yeah. Like I've got friends that have been pulled over while driving. And they yeah. weren't wearing a mask while driving. And the cops were like, cool, here's a fine because you're not wearing a mask. And he was like, this makes no I'm sense. I'm in my car. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. Wow. Yeah. I always make fun of people that wear it while they're driving. I'm like, what I are you do. doing? I also do. 
Uh, and that's like, I, I, I keep my mask because we've now driven, my girlfriend and I have now driven uh, back down the coast. Um, it was a six and a half hour drive. Um, and we were nervous that we were going to get pulled over and told to turn around and go back home. Um, yeah. So we needed a permit, like a work permit, because there's work stuff that we have to come do here. Oh, yeah. So because of our work permit, if they do pull us over, then we can say, look, we're going for work and they'll yeah. let us through. Because now you're not allowed to go uh, long distances unless it's to go look after family, uh, yeah. go back to your place of residence or to do essential work. So we have the work permit yeah. so we can kind of come through. But even so, I had that mask. Like I drive with my phone in between my legs because it connects music. So I had yeah. my phone and my mask in between my legs just in case. And every time we saw a cop car, I just grab my mask out and just like cover my face and just drive past them just because I, I don't know what That's they're going to say. Crazy. You know, just now they pull oh. me over and they can think of any excuse in the book. So, but I think... I think that's a good, that's a good uh, through line for us to go on to the next topic of what's currently trending and what's currently a massive issue, um, which is police brutality. And I know I've just made things a lot, a lot heavier. Um, but Marta and I were chatting uh, yesterday and throughout this week um, about these issues at hand. And Marta's uh, motto is to be real, to keep it real. And that's what we want to try to do here. Um, he's been kind enough to come on the show and to have the conversation with me. Um, as a South African, uh, police brutality and racism has been a very, very uh, alive issue in my country. Not so for me, um, but it's been very alive around me. Um, and it's happened to a lot of uh, friends of mine that are of color. And that's why uh, it touches a little bit close to home for me, for friends of mine that I know have had to live in fear and deal with situations that no individual should ever have to. Um, Mada being from Egypt, um, he's seen and lived through some incredibly dangerous, incredibly scary situations that were put in place by corruption um, and by just a messed up system um, that was in place to drive the people against the people. So this is not um, an episode for us to tell you what to do um, and how you should handle the situation. Um, everyone should do their part, but we're leaving that up to you guys. Do what you can. Please help. Do your part. Don't keep quiet. Speak up. Um, this is purely a platform for Marta to give you his experiences, which are incredible, um, as well as a little bit of mine um, and stories of my friends that have dealt with something very similar that are also of color. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is our platform to share. Uh, Marta, thank you. Th thank you for doing this, dude. Um, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, thank you again. Every, everyone everyone loved the past episode with you. I had so many messages saying, you got to get that dude back on. That guy speaks the real shit. And I was like, yes, he does. Um, so this is a perfect situation for us to get to do that. In. Yeah, 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 100%, man. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's, uh, you know, talking about personal experiences. Um, because for me, you can learn from anybody, you know, all walks of life, you know, through their experiences. And two, it's just to make people think, you know, I love, mm. you know, don't take my word for it. Don't take your word for it. Don't mm. take anybody. Do your own research on everything. Do your own thinking. Um, what makes us special as humans is this right here. Our yeah. minds, you know, yeah. uh, we're, we're very smart. We have the ability to, to think and, and uh, logically, you know, calculate things and, so we have to be able to, to use it sometimes instead of just following along what, you know, the media or other people are telling us, uh, we mm -hmm. have to think mm -hmm. and 
come up to our own conclusions in life. Mm. And I, I think on you saying that point, what's been both informative and misleading has been social media. Um, and it's almost, you know, they say like more money, more problems. I feel like right now, more knowledge, more confusion. Yeah, more info. More there we info, go. More problems. It's, dude, it, it's been, it, it's, it, it's been so all over the place with regards to uh, why is this happening? Um, why do some people still choose not to back it? Um, yeah. I'm not saying the negative side to back the change that is necessary. Um, why? I think so many, like, why is George Floyd dead? Why, why has this happened? Why is this still an issue? We just sp- sent a spaceship into space yeah. with all that SpaceX stuff, but yet yeah. you're still looking at a man differently because of the color of his skin. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't fathom um, because of the way I've been raised um, and the heart and mind that I have and that my family have instilled in me. I can't put myself in a position where I can ever understand the aspect of thinking like a racist. I genuinely can't go there. I, I, I I don't understand how that is still a logical way of thinking. Um, that's what confuses me about this is, and, 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 and that's what angers me. It angers me that it's happening. Um, but it angers me that there's people that still ignore it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, to me, I mean, I'm saying racism is, is any kind of judgment, you know, whether it's the color of your skin, religion, whatever it mm. is. I feel, you know, it's the worst, it's absolutely the worst thing you can, you can do, but it's inbred in us from a young age through media through teaching, through music. And I feel like the biggest thing we can do, the most important thing to do for change is really look at how the media portrays certain races, what we're teaching our kids. Because mm-hmm. right now for this generation, it's pretty much, if somebody's my age and they're a hardcore racist, you're pretty much not gonna change their mindset. We have yeah. to really look at the younger generation and see what they're watching on TV, how the media is portraying certain colors, the music they're listening to, to make sure, because at the end of the day, no, nobody's ever born racist. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So we have to start looking at that. That's, and that's just a small part of the solution, but that's a big part that people are missing right now. It's like, okay, you go out and protest and everything, but they've done it before they've done it before that. And before that, mm. yet we're still here. Mm. Right. Mm. So what can we do different to really th- I'm all about finding the root cause of things. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like if your sink is clogged, you just like keep pouring the water out with a bucket, right? Yeah. You're just getting rid of the symptoms, which is an overflowing sink. But what is the root cause? Is it, It's clogged. Let's get in there, get our hands dirty, roll up our sleeves and find that root cause. It may be uncomfortable. It may t- take a long time. But in order for us as a humanity to move forward and get past all of these nasty things, we have to find a root cause and we have to find a solution to it. Yeah. I, I, I think George Floyd being killed was something that put that, that root and core issue to light. I think we're dealing with two issues. 
which in this circumstance are one in the same. It's police brutality and a uh, wrong use of a position of power and racism. And I think racism being still very alive in many, uh, in many people's minds, that misuse of power gets directed at that state of mind. And do I think police brutality is very much a person of color issue with regards to who suffers from it? Yes. Yes. Look at numbers, look at names, look at history, look at stats. Everyone's always all about numbers and stats and oh, prove this and prove that and look like, you know, like yeah. here, put it in front of you, look at it. Then look, mm. look at the names, look at what comes out, look at what gets put forward. You can't, have that amount of information put in front of you and still go, nah, nah, it's not, nah, it's not a race thing. Nah, it's not a race. It is a race thing. It's, it's the fact that it's a race issue that is so hard driven by people in such a high position of power. Yeah. If it was, um, random, uh, friendly Joe living next door, and he was shouting racial, racial slurs at someone. We just go next door and kick the shit out of him mm. or just shout something back or, you know, call in someone to handle the situation or try to defuse it or talk with them or something. We don't have that option when it comes to friendly Joe shouting is an entire police force. Yeah. And, and I don't think every cop is bad. Um, I never have. Um, but there's, Definitely some bad ones. Definitely. Yeah, and, Definitely. And, and, and here's the thing. It's one thing when it's a bad cop, right? I'm not condoning it, but okay, there's a bad cop. He's racist. He did this. He did that. But what's worse is the system. Yeah. Those four guys should have been arrested like that. Mm. No questions asked. There's tons of video evidence. You have everything, right? Why are they not arrested? That's the biggest mm. problem. That means it's in the system. That's the root cause. Because look, you're always going to have racist people. You're always going to yeah. have bad people. And there's good people and bad people. And it's really hard. Like say you're first hiring a cop, right? And he's got great test results. He's fit. He's this, he's that. It's hard to know somebody's true colors. If he doesn't show you that he's racist, then how would I know? But mm. the, from the first time I see that he's racist, he should be gone, mm. right? But this guy that killed George Floyd, He's had like 12 complaints in the past. I think he's, he's also killed a couple of people. I'm not really sure, but I heard like his past is really sketchy. And yeah. he's shown that he is a racist. So yeah. why is he still on the force? And then why were you protecting him? Like they got 75 cops protecting one of the police officers that were involved. Not the main guy, but one of those four people. Yeah. Why are you protecting them? They should be in jail. Yeah. That's the biggest issue. And then you see this whole country, the whole world right now, it's rioting, protests. There are people getting hit with uh, losing their eyes from the uh, tear I've gas, rubber bullets, looting. There's so much going on. There's a couple of people who have died mm. because you refuse to put the rest of the three people in jail. Mm. What is that telling me? Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's telling me that you're approving of this. That means you're a racist too. That means the system is racist. Mm. that is that that is a scary part because Dude. at the end of the day racism will always be here always yeah you know what i mean 
but the your friendly Joe, even if it's a cop, one cop, that's fine. As long as the system is not racist, then we can continue to evolve as human. But if the system is racist, then we got no fighting chance. Mm. You know what I mean? We got no fighting chance. And that's why we have to figure out a way to change the system. And it's a lot, it's, it's something very hard to do, but at the end of the day, it has to be done. Because, okay, I got, if you got rid of those four cops today, the system is still racist. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's do, the do, scary part. Do you think, and it's, it's, it's quite a big question to ask, but do you think the looting was planned? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, there's there's a lot of video evidence i mean i I hope you can pull it up on this uh on this episode but there's so much evidence of i've seen cops dropping off just like thousands of bricks in front of building i saw that as well why are they doing that bricks everywhere outside glass windows it's almost like have you seen that uh that challenge where you put like candy in front of a baby and you leave uh, I think mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner first started. I did it with my baby. And then you see how long it takes them. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm going to leave. Don't touch the candy. It's really, that's what they're doing, right? It's like yeah. putting this candy in front of a baby and telling them not to eat it. You're, these people, everybody's been inside for three months straight, right? People have lost their jobs. They're depressed. They're angry. They're stressed. Their feelings are, emotional feelings are all-time high, right? Now you let them out in this rage and anger state. And there's bricks right there in front of them. And then I'm, you see all these people that are kind of like hired out. Like there's one cop that got busted. He's like going around just smashing glass. Like that's his job. He just goes and like smashes glass. Because here's the thing. If I'm a peaceful protester, and I'm, but I got that anger inside of me, right? And I'm out there and I'm protesting. But then I see somebody throw a brick. I'm like, Man, fuck that. I'm going to throw a brick too. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. going to out protest me. Yeah. All it, it's a spark. All you need is that spark. So they have these people in there and they spark these things. And you, most of the peaceful protesters will tell you, hey, they're not part of us. They're not part of Black Lives Matter movement. They're not part of us. A lot of them are white people just going to write graffiti and like all types of stuff. And it's like, why are they doing this? It's to instigate everything. It's to put fuel on yeah. a fire. I, 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 I think I completely agree with you on that one. I think it is planned. I think... And this isn't the truth, so don't take this for the truth, anyone that listens. What yeah, I think... Personal opinion. Yeah. Personal opinion. This is what yeah. I'm... I'm trying to wrap my head around this theory, if I can call it that. George Floyd was killed. America, the government, refused to arrest them. Refused mm-hmm. to penalize them at the level that they should be and refused to arrest yeah. them. Then... Black people, and I say that in quote, like, in quote, black people start rioting and destroying everything. The system literally went, oh, we killed someone black? Yeah, but look how dangerous they are. Look what they do. Look how black people break things. Look how black people kill people. I'm like, no. Like, I follow so many celebrities and friends and everything that are in America that are at the protests. There's too much information out there for you to fuck with my outlook. There's, yeah. there's, there's too much information and there's too many personal connections that we can now have for you to go, 
Now, those 19 videos you watched this morning in bed, all of them are lies. This is what's actually going on. It doesn't work anymore. You, you, you can't disguise people as looters and rioters and plant yeah. bricks and um, yeah. hurt and harm people for purely just yeah. sitting on the ground and holding up a sign yeah. and, and get away with like, it anymore. And, and yeah, and like there are bad cops, as we see, there are bad protesters too. 100%. Most of them are, are peaceful and they're about the cause, right? You know, their mission is to get rid of racism at a systematic level. You know, they have a good mission. They have a good heart. They're out there peacefully. You're going to get a few bad apples. And a lot of it's, one, you're planning all the stuff in front of them to use. Two, you're instigating everything. Three, people are coming off a three-month quarantine. Whether they got no if I got no money, I got laid off. I'm angry. I'm stressed. I'm this and that. And I see people smashing open a Gucci store. What do you think I'm going to do? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like I'm not saying me personally, but I'm just putting myself in their situation. Yeah. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? You know, it's, 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 you, you, you look back, you're like, man, this is like, it's just too. The timing is just like too. too exactly. And, and, exactly. And with George Floyd, to me, it's like it's almost like they wanted this to start. Well, I don't know why, but it's like this racial war because right now the National Guard. Is, is out there on the street. Not like, not nationwide yet, but they're out there in DC. Some of them are out there here in LA. They're releasing a national guard. You know what that means? It's like a, this right under martial law. We might be in martial law soon. Who knows? Wait, so what's, what's, what's martial law? That's, Sorry, I'm, I'm not from- Martial law is when it's a military take, like it's basically, it's like a 24 hour kind of curfew tanks oh, on the street. Wow. Okay. Full martial law. Like you get, you're caught on the street, you get shot kind of thing. Like. It's oh, full martial shit. law. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's only in a state of like absolute emergency. Like that's like next level. So right mm. now we're right under that. Like Trump's released some tanks and, uh, and uh, the military on the streets right now. And I'm like, you see all these riots, killings, this, 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 all because you haven't put three people in jail. They've put the one. Yeah. Those three people. All you're going to do is arrest them. All you got to do is arrest them and this will all be over. This should have been over. This shouldn't have never been an issue, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. no, you've, you've never arrested them. And then you look at the murder. It's like the guy did it in, in broad daylight looking into the camera. If you're racist and you have a man handcuffed and those three other cops with you are on the same playing field, obviously they're on the same team, right? You could easily throw him in your car. It'll take him to God knows where, chop him up in pieces, and nobody will ever know. Yeah. But you chose to fucking sit on him, put your knee in his fucking neck for almost nine minutes in broad daylight, and he's saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Then he's unconscious. Then a doctor comes, checks his pulse, and is almost like, all right, you've done your job. He's dead. Mm. You tell me I'm wrong. Mm. If you if you're fucking like if you got a wedgie in public and you're trying to pick it out and somebody's got his camera on you you're gonna you're gonna stop if you're trying to pick your nose you're gonna stop this guy's mm. murdering a man he's supposed to be a cop mm. he knows he's fucking dying mm. in front of the world how how would anybody and he's handcuffed if he wanted to kill him he could have killed him 101 different ways but he yeah. chose to do it in broad daylight in front of cameras yeah you, you tell me that's not instigating this. 
He wanted this to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then is this coming from a higher power? Like, uh, like, is there, is it like, Hey, when you get a chance, do pull something like this off. Cause that's all they need to sound an alarm. Then that's the trigger, right? As soon as that video goes viral, boom. And then how, yeah. would, when you think about that video going viral, for example, you can't show a man being murdered on social media without that video being taken down. Usually if I, if I post a video of a beheading or something like that, that video gets deleted by Instagram. Correct. Mm. Why is that video still viral? Why is that video never been taken down? People, they want people to see it. They mm. choose what they want people to see. Yeah. I, I think this whole scenario as heartbreaking and as unfortunate as it is, has been used as a tool to instill fear. Yeah. Um, fear and control. Fear and fear control. And, control. And, 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 and division. Yeah. Complete division. And it's, it's Con divide and conquer. United. Mm. We stand divided. We fall. Yeah. At the end of the day, if all 300 plus million Americans went out on the street, held hands, they said, that's it. We're not going to work. We're not doing anything. We're not leaving until Trump's out the building. They'd have to give in. What are they going to do? Kill everybody? Yeah, exactly. It's it's, 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 we all united, every single person united, went out and said, that's it. We're done. You're leaving. They can't kill everybody. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. But right, right now we're not united. And right now there's so many, so much information, so many different voices you need. That's why we need that one person to like speak on behalf of everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. you need that one leader, that one leader, cause we want systematic change. So we want, we need that leader to go in and talk to the governor of Minneapolis, right? Mm. Talk to Trump. Talk to all these governors and, and every and presidents all over, prime ministers all over the world and try to change the actual system. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm very disappointed. A lot of these like African-American celebrities and it's like, okay, cool. You posted or you did this or you did that. But like, you want real change. You have to go in and like get it yourself. You have to go into the White House. You have to demand meetings. You have to go meet the, uh, uh, the governor of Minneapolis. You have to go meet the head of uh, the chief of police of Minneapolis. Like, why haven't they arrested these people? Let's work together. You know what I mean? Mm. And that way people can see, hey, so our guy that represents us is sitting down with who's representing them and they're trying to make change. You know what I mean? Let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do. But mm. right now it's just like, it's, sh it's a shamble. I don't know where it's going really. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, what's going to come out of this, but it's... Uh, but that, the the to make a point that's relating to what you're saying of all standing together and how that is happening and it's, it's slowly getting there, but we're not at that place yet. Yeah. What infuriates me and I'm going to try not use bad language because my mother will beat the shit out of me if I do. When people post, you mentioned earlier about posting a black square. Yeah. I was one of those idiots that posted a black square hashtag black lives matter. Right. And you're not supposed to use that hashtag. Well, this was like right at the beginning. Yeah. 
a few people had posted it that I follow and I was refreshing, refreshing my feed all day, trying to find information on what's going on. And someone posted the square hashtag black lives matter. And I was like, this is a great idea. Let's black out. Let's show them that this topic is more important than my content. And that was the mindset I went in before I posted the square. I put up a story which still stands true where I said for the rest of the week, I'm not releasing a podcast. I'm not releasing photos. I'm not releasing videos. My feed will purely just be for this cause. I cannot go and stand in the street and pro and peacefully protest people because I'm not in America, but these issues are so close to home for me and for my friends here that I, I, I have to, it's my responsibility with the following and in the position that I'm in to show support and posting a black photo at the time seemed like a great idea. And I had so many people commenting saying, dude, take the hashtag off, take the hashtag off, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. And I replied to every single person saying, my apologies, you're 100% right. Thank you for informing me. Yeah. And I removed the hashtag. The black photo is still there because my point still stands. My point still stands that this is more important than anything else I have going on. But the hashtag is gone because I understand that it blacks out and takes away information that's crucial to people seeing. And I came out thanking these people for putting me in my place and going, dude, what you're doing is almost right, but you're wrong. Change it. And I did. And seeing people come together like that, people could have easily commented on my post and gone, hey, you piece of shit. You're a part of the problem. Da, 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 and gone off at me. And they didn't. And I was expecting that. I was reading the comments being like, where's that one person? Where's that one person that's going to comment and I'm just going to... I feel like people on social media yesterday, because there was nothing else to do, they were looking for like that one post. Oh, they were. That one post. One of my buddies posted him working out. He's a WWE guy and... I just like, I was like, oh God, let me see it. I just <laughs> you were like, dude, no. this is my entertainment for the day. <laughs> let me check yeah, these comments yeah. out. Well, that was, um, that was, that was my thing. I, there was a lot of pressure from people on social media um, from both sides. So people from one side are going, if you don't post the black square, you are indirectly showing us that you think it's not important to you, which is not the case ever. Um, and then people on the other side are going, no, we're not going to share the black photo because, you know, you're making us feel obliged. And I'm going, look, once again, as the human race and as individuals that, as you say, our biggest blessing is having a brain and the ability to think for yourself. Once again, we've missed the plot completely, completely. Now we all looking at each other and going, yeah, well, you wrong. No, 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 you wrong. No, 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 you. And I'm going, guys, for fuck's sakes, again, we've missed it. People, people are trying to show their support in any means necessary. I think that's a very crucial step because when someone shows interest in a issue and they want to show that they support it, one, that means they're in a certain position of empathy and of care and two they're in that first stage of becoming informed mm-hmm. so if, if if i like um this is going to be such a dumb example but um if i like mercedes-benz and they release a new car and i go oh check this new car 
and I share the new car, social media picks up that I like this car and floods my feed with it. Yeah. And my interest and my knowledge gets fed and fed and fed and fed and, and I become more and more informed. And I think that's the goal. People, yeah. the goal is not to make you feel left out or make you feel included. At the end of the day, the Black Lives Matter topic is not about you unless you are black or of color. And it's, it's me getting, at, at the end of the day, it, it's not even about me getting upset. It's not even about me um, uh, being angry because I'm not in a position to understand that kind of anger. I can't imagine having my own people oppressed for over 400 years. I can't. But I have friends that are in that position and they get it. And it's my response. It's my job. It's my responsibility as a human who has the ability to empathize and to think for someone other than myself to find as much information as possible and to speak to these people and go, okay, this is what's going on. This is how you feel. If I was in that position, I would feel the same. I care for you and I love you. Therefore, I want to show you as much support as I possibly can. But we missed the plot. And, and, and that's, that's what's so frustrating about this whole thing. And there was, just to, just to take that topic even further, there was a video that I got sent by a friend of mine, which was very informative, um, very controversial. I think his name is Ben Shapiro. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's this like yeah, tiny, like super intelligent kind of dude, you know, like yeah. very switched on. What was the um, video about? It was, he was saying how black lives matter and the issue that is at hand right now is not about race. The title that they gave the video is extremely misleading. And the reason why they give it that title and listen to us saying this, the reason they give it that title is to evoke an emotional response off of you before you even watch the video. Yeah. Nor the title. Watch the video and develop your own title. Develop your own opinion. So I watched this video. Although being extremely controversial, he makes a relatively good point on top of having no foot to stand on. And I know that that almost makes no sense. He says yeah. that this issue is not about race. It's about culture. And... He, he, he makes points about um, why, why are there more and more uh, black kids failing school? Why are there more and more single black moms? Why are there more and more, uh, every example and excuse in the book as to why black culture um, is seemingly wrong. And I don't want to make, I don't want to make him sound like the bad guy, mm. but that was the idea that I was getting out of this. Um, and it immediately made me think of South Africa and apartheid. And because ours is still relatively new, I mean, it's, it hasn't been that long since apartheid, you can still see that our systems in place are still there to try and recorrect the mistakes that we made. And it's in the business world, it's in the social world, um, you see it in schools, uh, everywhere, that we are trying to correct this um, and develop a system and a socioeconomic environment that is equal to everyone. Um, I think we're doing a pretty good job up until now. 
Um, mm. But it made me think of what my mom always says about apartheid. You took, this is South Africa or anywhere else in the world, you took an entire group of people based on the color of their skin. You gave them less, you oppressed them, and you treated them like shit for years. You cultivated and you created that culture. So that culture that this Ben Shapiro dude is going off about and saying it's the culture, it's the culture, it's the culture. It is. It's not their fault, though, that that is their culture. it's, It's like friends of mine that grew up in very difficult neighborhoods that got involved in gangsterism. They don't get involved in gangsterism because it sounds like a fun time. They get involved in gangsterism because of the fear of walking down the street and gangs instill this belief that if you are a part of us, we will protect you. Yeah. People join gangs out of fear. Mm. That's the core root. They join gangs out of fear to go, if I'm a part of a brotherhood, you'll protect me and I'll protect you. And now no one can harm me and my family. That's the core of it. Like yeah. you said, yes, there's your bad apples. Yes. But that's the core of it. Yeah. So now, and, yeah. sorry. So 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 we oh, yeah, so we create this issue. We mm. put them in that place. You put them in that neighborhood. You put them in that lesser school. You created this. You created this environment for anger, and frustration, and every other economic problem that you could possibly name. You yeah. created a breeding ground for that to become a realistic scenario for them. Yeah. If, if roles were reversed, if Ben Shapiro, and I'm just using him as an example because he brought up this very interesting topic, was a very interesting talk. If roles were reversed, if Ben Shapiro, who is, as far as I can tell, please someone correct me if I'm wrong, he's white. Take me, take anyone white, reverse the role. I've now grown out of a culture and a situation where for years in some way or another whether it's direct or indirect i've been oppressed Mm. how else do you think i'm gonna react what do you expect yeah i see i see anger out of my dad when people speak badly about our country because he gets so offended because we've come such a long way because he's a hard-working man that protects and provides for his family in a country that is very special to us, that we think has come a very long way and will continue to do so. Now imagine how that feels when it's your entire race. It's not your country. It's not the job you work. It's who you are as a human. It's who your mom, your dad, your family, your friends, all of you. It's who all of you are as a human. You just don't deserve what we do. What do you expect? Yeah. Where do you expect this to go? Yeah, they're angry. It's hard, it's, it's hard to, a lot of people don't get it because they don't put themselves in their shoes. You can't judge other people because like your upbringing, your surroundings, who you surround yourself with, economic background, all of that kind of builds who you are, right? Yeah. And like you said, like if you've been oppressed and you live in the poverty, you live in the ghetto and of course you're going to lean towards living a certain way. Right. Mm, mm. Um, if you were bought up as, you know, a billionaire, right. You're going to live a certain way. Yeah. You know I mean, you're not going to be wearing 
freaking cardboard old shoes or like a raggedy shirt or like no you're gonna be dressed nice with a nice car and that's how you are brought up right mm. um so a lot of people don't put themselves in other people's shoes and you can't like judge others uh because you never know what they're going through mm. um there was a very good video i'll try to send you the link it was like a rap and it was a white guy rapping and he was kind of saying the same thing it's your culture you got all your role models all the rappers talking about drugs and gang banging and violence and the guns and this and that right and he was going off on a black culture to mm. this black mm. guy mm. but then the black guy rebuttaled and it was actually really good That's it was like what you said but it was for you had both sides of the story because there's always two sides wow. to the story. Yeah. So he had both sides to the story, and then the white man understood it when it came from him. You know what I mean? And they ended up hugging at the end. It was beautiful. I think mm -hmm. the guy that did it was uh, his last name is Joyner. You know the guy that recently did the Will Smith? Um, Lucas Joyner. Prince? Yeah, Lucas Joyner. Yeah, look yes. at us. He's a legend. I believe it was him. Beautifully done, man. I don't know. I, I, I'm 95% sure it was him. Yeah. Um, it was beautifully done because it, it showed both sides of the story, right? Yeah. It showed how most, a lot, some white people may think, um, and then it showed the other side of the story. Um, so I think that was, uh, it was great to, I like how, how you can show both sides of the story because then mm. it tells the mm. whole story. I think it's when very important tell to One do side that. of the story is very hard to see, okay, what does the other person think, right? Mm. Um, and I think one of the biggest thing is like, it, it is a communication. Um, and that's what we need to do more of if you want systematic change. We need to be, um, and we have to hold ourselves accountable. The people that are not black, they're just as accountable. If you are in front of racism or if you see racism, you have to be one to stand up against it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, always, I think I, I think, tell my kids from now on. I tell my kids, my older son, five years old. I was like, his name's Alexander, which means defender of man. And I always tell him like, that's power. Hey, and I, I, I'm a protector. It's I don't know. It's in my like DNA. I'll, mm -hmm. To me, I always try to protect people. I always go out of my way. Like if I see somebody that needs it, um, God's blessed me with size and strength, and I'm like, you know what? I have to use it to protect others. Yeah. And I told my son, I was like, you have to protect people. Um, you know, if I'm gone, you protect your family. If you're at school and somebody's picking on somebody like smaller or weaker than them or whatever it is, just picking on them in general, you have to stand up for them. You have mm. to defend them. Mm. And he's like, what if they're bigger than me? I was like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to, you have to die defending them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if somebody's attacking your mother, I don't care if it's a tiger, dude, you got to defend your mother. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's, mm. that's how it is. Um, so we have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to unite no, it's really hard right now with like social distancing and this and that but like right now we have to unite more than ever as a human race mm. yeah I, I think instilling what you instilling into your kids is so important yeah they're sponges. so important they're sponges. I, 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 I think i look at the stuff that my parents instilled in me in a very similar way um of protecting um yeah this kind of thing hurts me because I don't like seeing people being bullied at the end of the day, being bullied, yeah. being hurt, being killed, being honestly, my natural reaction, which is extremely immature. My natural reaction is okay. Put the badge down, put the baton down, put your gun down, get into normal people clothes and fucking square up with me, brother. Let's go. Yeah. Come. 
And I swear to you, I will use every ounce of energy I have to make sure that you're the one that ends up on the ground. And, and, and that's, that's even, even that reaction of mine, the issue is not about me. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not about Josh. It's not about white people right now. It's it, but it, because it's not about me and because it's not about white people, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be in that exact position yeah. that you teaching your kids of yeah. protecting and empathizing. And you, you're not just teaching your kid how to protect you teaching your kid, how to put himself in a position of empathy and a position of love and relation for that person that is suffering. Yeah. Yeah. No one and to be accepting of exactly of anything. It's you so know, I'm important. Blessed to have so many different friends from all types of worlds. Um, like my my good friend who works with, with us on Real Deal Zion, you know, the wrestler. Yes. He was born without legs. That's a guy, crazy such story. an inspiration. And the first time he came to the house, you know, I just had a talk with my son because you know it's something uh that he's never seen before, right? So I'm like, look, son, some people are black, some people are white, some people are tall, some people are small, some people are uh, have no legs, have no arms, whatever it is, we're all different, but it's okay. We're all humans, you know, so it doesn't matter. So Zan came in and they, they loved him. They're wrestling with him. And now just, so they're sick. just so used to that where other kids, I brought them around some other kids that were like, they've never seen something like that and they weren't ex- as accepting. The beautiful part is now my son, he has a friend who has um, who's autism. And okay. the, the mother came up to me. She was like, wow, your son is so good with him. He was helping him play while the other kids like were staying away from him. And he was like, and my son told her, yeah, my daddy told me to treat everybody the same way. Like my uncle Zion. Where That's some, powerful. some people are different. Yeah, some That's people powerful. are different. Some people are, you know, like big, black, small, Asian, white, Indian, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You know, if you don't have legs, if you don't have arms, if you don't have eyes, whatever, if you have like a burn scar, look, we're all different. And I think beauty comes within our imperfections sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And the main thing is we treat everybody like we do us. So what I feel for George Floyd is I don't. I put myself in that situation. Imagine if that was me. Yeah. And then my my sons don't have a dad anymore because of this racist cop and this corrupt and racist system. How would I feel leaving my family behind like that, right? And they have to suffer through that. And my parents and my all my loved ones. You know, I try I put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's heartbreaking. It's mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and at the end of the day, that is like the golden rule of life and treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. Uh, so like you put yourself in that situation. You may, you may not be black. You may be white privileged male and you've had everything handed to your whole life. But imagine if the, like you said, the roles were reversed. Yeah. Imagine if you were the one being choked out exactly. because of the color of your skin. At, at, you know what I mean? The, 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 the issue makes no it makes no sense to me. I, I, I like, I, I, once again, we said at the beginning, we'll say it again. I, I can't picture yeah, we sent a spaceship out. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've come so far as a human race. It's amazing. Technology, it's, like amazing, but we're still so dumb sometimes. Like, uh, no, completely. How are people completely. still even, you know, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. 
unbelievable. It's a, such a, a shame. A, a big, a big, a big thing for me. I I write about this a lot. Is intention. And I think with social media, with technology, with information, with everything at our fingertips, it's become very difficult to um, judge and predict off what someone says, uh, sometimes even what they do, um, the way that they come across the body, anything, anything. It's, it, it's very hard to have a secured point of view on a lot of things nowadays. Yeah. And for me, what's becoming more and more important is intention. And yeah. that's what upsets me so much about the George Floyd thing is what was that cop's intention? Yeah. And there's, there's people that will look at the issue and go, he didn't mean to kill him or, or, um, George Floyd was resisting or like whatever reasoning I'm going, say what you want, say whatever you want. Yeah, what was cool. that cop's intention? What was, like you said, he knew he was on camera. He yeah. knew he was being filmed. He knew George Floyd was not going to come out of that situation. He and knew it. this footage of him, he wasn't resisting arrest. And no. even if he was, you got four cops and you got him handcuffed. Okay. It's over. Put him in a car. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all those serial killers that shoot up schools, they walk out like without a scratch on them. Do you know what I mean? Like it those does, are the type of guys like, you know, like it's just it's such a shade. That's why to me, it's a, it's a much bigger problem than a few bad cops. You're talking about yeah. a bad An entire system. system. Yeah. You know, and that's why I think that's why there's so much frustration because we see it every year. You know, not even a year. There's so many that George Floyd just got a lot of media attention. There's a there's plenty that die. You know what I mean? Like the, mm -hmm. um, not just from cops, but like who was the guy recently? He was shot while he was running through the neighborhood. Yes. Uh, um, he had his hood on. Yeah. Um, uh, I forget his name. God, my my brain uh, is just right uh, now. Tra Trayvon. So Tra Trayvon. Little, yeah. Uh, no, Trayvon's all. That one's the older one. Older ones, Trayvon's, one. yeah, he had his hoodie on. This was yes. back a, a bunch of a couple years ago, but it was one recently. I think it was like Alabama or something like that. Um, uh, okay, and it's funny a because here's the thing. So, I've, I mean, I've dealt with my share of of racism, you know, mm. like especially after 9/11, it was just like I was yeah, I as a terrorist. Like my full name is Ahmed Tarab Hamad Abdul Hamid. So it was funny to me, like wow, that's beautiful. the racism against me was almost like the other way around. Where like if you're black, you walk in, people are just like, if they're racist, like oh whatever, you know, they're racist yeah. against you, they don't like you. Me, I was like, uh, especially when I was wrestling, I had a blonde mohawk, so I'd walk in the airport, big muscles, blonde mohawk. Yeah. The, the security were like, "What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You a wrestler?" They're loving it, right? Then they check my passport. Ahmed Tariq Muhammad Abdul Hamid from Cairo, Egypt. Boom, their face just like, it's almost like they saw a ghost. Really? Um, excuse me. Yeah, you're going to have to do the private screening over there. It's just random check, random testing. And they come security will escort me back to a room. And it's all a bunch of like either Muslim or like a Sikh, you know, the Sikh with the turban and, mm -hmm. the, and the mm -hmm. long beards. Um, but, it, you know, I've dealt with my share of it. Um, and to me, I can, I can never say 
who's doing, you know, who's dealing with it worse or not. But I've dealt, mm. I've been on the other end of racism, and it's definitely not. It's not fun. It's not something that uh, you want, and that's why I'm so against it. And I wanna, I, I wanna help the world change in the right direction. And it just comes from that system, man. It's it, yeah. It's, it's a bad and flawed and corrupt system, and something needs to be done um, because. Mm. It's 2020, man. We're going yeah, to the people, moon. We're going to pe Mars. People are fed we up. Have, like, it, look at the, this phone right here. Is just um, like you could do everything in the world with this phone. I yep. run my entire business off this phone, man. I barely use my laptop. Everything is at my fingertips. Boom, boom, mm. boom, boom, boom. And uh, the, the ability to communicate with others and social media and everything. Like social media is so good and bad at the same time. Um, and we have to we have to make sure we're using it for the right ways. And that's why, mm -hmm. like with my brand, everything's promoting more real, more real, more real, because there's just so much fake BS out there. It's uh, mm. it's it's hard to navigate through it. Mm. I I think <clears throat> so many people have been going on social saying, um, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's all lives matter. It's all lives matter. It's all lives matter. I'm going. Yeah. Yes, all lives do matter, but it's not about you right now. You know. Yeah black lives have been oppressed for so long. And yeah. right now, like you said, George Floyd is in the limelight. Yeah. What, what's happened to him, the tragedy of him being killed is in the limelight. Why would you now want to take that limelight and go, no, 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 ignore that. Look how this group of people get treated. No, no. this is where we at. This is what's happening yeah. right now. Stop yeah, trying and, to and they never, and nobody shift ever the said attention. Only black lives matter. You know what I mean? Exactly. They never said only black lives matter. They never said white lives don't matter. They said black lives matter. You know mm. what I mean? Like they do. So do white lives. So do brown lives. But right now we're talking about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I hate when people try to take away from, from the attention and, you said intention is everything, man. And like, you know, you could, it, it all comes from the heart and what you're mm. trying to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I give a good example with, you know, I always try to help people. Like if I see an old lady, like crossing the street with groceries or something like that, like it's my intention to go out and help her and, or, or like go try to open a door for somebody or whatever it is. Right. And sometimes I might not like reach them in time or I see somebody else, but the intention was there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Let's flip roles. Let's see you're a guy walking. You see an old lady behind you, right? And it's kind of like the common cur courtesy to, to open it for her. And deep down inside, you're like, fuck, man. I don't want to open this lady. This lady's so slow, man. I'm sick of these old people, man. And you, but you don't say it out loud. It's in your head. Your intentions is bad, but you do yeah. it anyway, right? Yeah. Social pressure. You're around people. You have to do it. But deep down inside, your intention is like, God, fuck all these old people. They're so slow. I don't want to open the door. Mm, mm. So even though you did something good, your intention was never good in the first place. You know what I mean? So sometimes yeah. it's not about the actions as much as the intention of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I, I think Mod and I are going to wrap it up here at this one. I think, um, yeah, Mod has Mod is given some powerful information. Um, that he's instilling yeah, me, in his kids. Uh, I, uh, to me, the what I like to give is more uh, just question, questioning. I, I mm, like when mm. people disagree because that's when you you can get closer to the truth, right? Mm. You learn more from losing than you do from winning. So if you were to sit here and just agree with everything I say, 
we're not really going to go anywhere, right? Exactly. But if we disagree and we start to uh, talk about it, we can come up to a, to a better solution, to a better answer to, to stuff. Mm. So mm. my thing is about questioning. Question everything. Don't believe everything the media tells you. Um, and come up to your own conclusions, man. God bless you with a brain, so use it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think now, if more than ever, it's about our intention, um, our empathy, um, and putting ourselves in a position by using that brain to pick up as much knowledge and information as possible to stand in a position where we can support yeah. the people that are being oppressed right now. Yeah, um, 100%. All Black Lives Matter. Um, that should be common sense. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's still not. So it breaks my heart. It saddens me what's happened to George Floyd. It genuinely, seriously does. Um, yeah, I think this is something that we're going to overcome. I think it's something that is going to bring the people together. And I think it's something that is putting a very still alive, massive issue at hand into the light. Um, and peacefully, this is something that we need to fight for very hard. Because I yeah. think getting this right is going to filter into so many other areas, yeah. into so many other groups of people, into so yeah. many other issues of oppression. Um, and I think it's going to help us to overcome a, a huge milestone yeah. for us as the human race. Is, look, the time is now. It's, it's almost like now or never, because yeah. this is like the biggest thing that's happened. It took over COVID-19. You're yeah. talking about a pandemic that, Shut down the entire world for the last three months. Yeah. Shut down the biggest corporations, sports event, everything, the Olympics, everything. This right here took over that. Yeah. So it's now it or never. Me... Let's use this platform. Let's use it wisely. Um, you know, I, I, I wish for, for more. We need that, like, that, the leader or just a few leaders to really, like, kind of get behind. We need that voice. We need somebody mm. to go in there and, like, have these big meetings. Uh, with people that actually have a say in the system. You know what I mean? Mm, uh, mm. Because again, like we said, it's in the system. We have to get to the root cause. We have to be able to change the system for mm. the better. Mm. I agree with you, Mata. Yeah. Everyone stand up, make a difference, show your support. Um, yeah, this, it's, seeing people stand together is instilled a lot of hope for me. Um, at the end of the day, it's about love and empathy. I think all of us coming together and fighting really hard for something we believe in. I love I love that this has taken over COVID. We were all in a position of fear, locked up at home, worried about me, 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 me. Yeah. And it's thrown that out the window and it's made people yeah. go, wait a second. Yeah. Now sitting at home thinking about me, I'm out. Shoulder to shoulder. There we go. And it's us. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I like that power. So yeah, thank yeah. you guys for listening into this one. Um, yeah. Love Thanks to all of you. Me, um, yeah, it. dude, thank you so much again for this one. This one's been an incredible one. Thank you. Yeah.